0: Done
1: its part. And let him reign in my life and my heart. And love is done its part. Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds with Lee and Shay Preston, directors of Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We pray those who feel forgotten by Christ or who don't feel worthy to call upon the name of Jesus can come to find his hope, his grace, his healing, and ultimately his love. Let's listen in as Lee and Shay seek to offer real answers to life's tough questions.
0: Good evening. We're glad you're joining us tonight. Uh, I'm Lee, and I'm here with my wife, Shay. Hi, Shay. Good evening. We're glad to be here tonight. Uh, we're probably a few pounds heavier after Thanksgiving. We hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm probably a couple of pounds heavier today. Uh, we had a great Thanksgiving, and we hope that you all had a blessed Thanksgiving as well. You're joining Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry, uh, we are a uh, listener supported nonprofit, 501 501c3 ministry who loves to help people find freedom and uh, believes that it's kind of our mission to join the cause of Christ in setting the captives free. Uh, so if you have any uh, in- questions or comments, you're welcome to email us at info at com. You can also visit our web- website at www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. We're glad you're here tonight. Uh, we had a conversation today after Thanksgiving about feelings and sharing feelings in, in the home and in, with family and
2: feelings always seem to come up during the holidays, don't
0: they? That's right. Feelings are, uh, they're the, the love-hate relationship. We love to have them, but we hate to hear them sometimes. And so feelings can be a real, sticky issues sometimes. Uh, so we'd like to talk about them a little bit tonight. Uh, we are a call-in show, so if you have questions or you have comments about feelings, you're welcome to join us at 210-340-9585, or you can call us toll-free at 877- Six three zero five seven five seven. We uh, look forward to your questions and your comments about just how you feel or uh, dealing with feelings in your own family. And that's kind of where we're headed tonight.
2: Well, I'd like to just start off and just jump right in.
0: Go for it. Let's jump. So
2: um, I think one thing that is important to look at is why is it so hard to feel I mean sometimes when it comes to family gatherings sometimes we get busy doing this or busy doing that or it's like oh you know what we got to go here to this family or we got to go to that family and you know feelings are there but sometimes it's just hard to look at or it's hard to distinguish what feelings are so can you talk a little bit about that
0: Sure. I think feelings are, are just hard because when you feel, you sometimes make other people feel. And so when you start to feel or you share feelings or you uh, are in a group of people, whether it's family or friends or coworkers, you're going to have feelings because things are going to happen. Uh, you're going to have interactions with people that make you feel. And so I think sometimes it's interesting to just to just determine where you are or where is any listeners out there, what you do with your feelings, what you've been taught to do with feelings, what you've been, what you've learned to do with feelings. Uh, sometimes we're taught in our family that it's not okay to feel. And so sometimes that makes it hard to feel because if you've been taught not to feel or if you've been told you don't get to feel, then it may be very difficult to grab onto uh, the understanding of your own feelings. Um, in the beginning of some of our work in ministry, uh, we work with folks sometimes, we have uh, a, a lot of folks use them. They're called a feelings chart, and sometimes you point at a face, and it has either a frowny face or a happy face or an excited face or various different kinds of faces, and it helps people sometimes to grasp what are they really feeling in this moment? Because many of us were never taught to try to figure out what we really feel.
2: Well, because it makes me think about, you know, like something that you hear sometimes when you're growing up is just straighten up and act right. Absolutely. You know, and so sometimes it's like we just have to know how to act. We just have to act a certain way when we're at family gatherings or we have to act a certain way when we're interacting with other people, but to really distinguish how we're feeling is a lot different because maybe we've been, you know, kind of pushed into not really showing those feelings. We don't, you know, it's kind of like, we don't really want to know how you feel. We just want to, we just want you to act
0: differently. Absolutely. Well, the amazing, I think the interesting thing is acting is so different than feeling, and and we are certainly not saying, and I actually am going to pray right after I say this because I think it's a good idea to pray before we head into feelings because we understand that not all feelings tell the truth, but we do believe that all feelings are real. So a feeling can be real without always telling the truth because you may feel upset because someone has done something to you or you may feel offended by something someone did And it may feel like they don't like you or that they did it intentionally. That may not be true, but it doesn't change the genuineness of the feeling. So, Jesus, we just take some time out here to ask you to help us with our feelings and our emotions. We believe, Father, that you are the author of our emotions. Many times throughout the Bible, you felt uh, you felt sadness, you felt anger, you felt joy, you felt many different things, and you've also created us in your image. So how could we think for a moment that you, God, have made us devoid of feelings? We know that we do have feelings, and we know that you gave us the ability to feel. So help us tonight to to kind of sift through emotion and figure out how to deal with it in good ways, ways that honor you and ways that honor others. And I just pray for anyone listening who may be feeling a certain way right now that just to help them know that you're here and that you, you honor our emotions and you, you don't mind at all listening to them. And so I just thank you for just your listening ear that we can cry out to you and say, Hey, this is what I feel dad. This is what I'm going through. And you always listen. So we thank you Jesus for listening and we ask these things in your name. Amen. Well, that is kind of the adventure of heading off into feelings is is I think you're absolutely right. It's determining what you really feel inside, whether or not someone else just telling you how to act right. I think about, you know, these kiddos in grocery stores sometimes that you see that, you know, they're begging for a toy and they start to cry and the parent, you know, hits them on a hand, slaps their hand or, or yells at him and says, if you don't stop crying, I'm going to give you something to cry about. You know, what that does to a kid is it says, you know what? I'm not allowed to feel. I'm not allowed to cry. I don't know what to do with my emotions. I'm just supposed to, to get the, my feelings off the end of my fingers. And so it may be hard for some folks to even learn how to feel or to determine what they feel. So,
2: um... When you hear some, a comment, there's a comment I heard once that said, when you're family, you should be able to talk about anything or you can talk about anything. I don't know that that's necessarily true for every family, but I think that, I think that everybody wishes they had family that they could talk and share openly with. So what do you think, what do you think about that comment?
0: Well, I think it's God's intention that families are meant to be able to share with one another. I think the unfortunate part about some folks not being taught how to feel is that when a family member comes to them to share their feelings, sometimes the person listening has so many feelings that they have a hard time responding in a way that helps the other person feel heard. So what you end up doing is you have a person who says, I'd like to share my feelings with you, and then you share, and whatever you've just said hurts that other person in some way. So they become upset, and the original person who went to them trying to get their feelings heard It doesn't get hurt because it's now the other person is more upset. So now we don't talk.
2: Gets pretty crazy, right?
0: Yes. It's almost, uh, almost a build up. It's one, it's one upping each other. I have a feeling. So I tell you and you have a feeling about what I just said. So you tell me and then I get hurt by what you just said. And that's why, you know, sometimes we end up with everyone going home after Thanksgiving dinner without anybody talking, (laughs) you know, not,
2: well, and I know that even, you know, like in our conversations, there's been many times when, you know, I've come to you or you've come to me and automatically it feels, you know, you, you share your feelings with me or I share my feelings with you and it's, it automatically seems as if, you know, if I'm receiving it, it's almost as if I did something wrong and so I automatically maybe get defensive. Sure. And that's not necessarily true.
0: Well, you usually are wrong, though. I want everybody (laughs) to know that. (laughs) That
2: that isn't true. (laughs) Don't believe that.
0: Okay. But it is true. I think defensiveness comes in at that point because defensiveness can say, "Uh uh-oh, he's telling me or she's telling me I've done something wrong or I'm wrong. And, you know, all of our emotions start to stew at that point. They start to fill the air. And then before you know it, It's it's a really it's a storm of emotion and you have to be careful with that. So feelings are definitely true. I mean, they're definitely real and they're definitely they need to be shared. But sometimes it's un it's unsafe to share in all situations because sometimes people don't know what to do with your emotion.
2: Well, and that it just brings to my mind the verse in the Bible where it talks about be quick to listen and slow to speak. You know, and so how do you think a person could be quick to listen and slow to speak?
0: Well, I think even if you haven't learned how to feel, I mean, I want you, you know, perhaps if you're listening right now to just think about a time when you've had feelings. You know, maybe it was over the Thanksgiving holiday. Somebody didn't show up on time or somebody didn't bring the dish you were hoping they'd bring or or you just, somebody wasn't able to even be there and you just feel disappointment. And perhaps you would have liked to have just shared, hey, I'm really sad that, or, you know what, I'm really frustrated that. And and I'm not saying that every emotion should be shared. Sometimes the Lord himself is the only one that can hear our emotion. Sure. But we do think it's important to have open dialogue sometimes about just how you felt. And I think when you come to the place when you realize, maybe I haven't really learned how to feel very well. And so every feeling seems like an attack, or every feeling seems like it's something I have to defend myself from. You see, I think we grow up in places where there's a lot of performance. You either do it right or you do it wrong. There's no in-between. And sometimes emotions can be wrong. Uh if a person feels too much they're hysterical or if they feel too much they're out of control or you need to calm down or you're just you know you are just whatever out of control and so sometimes I think if you haven't been taught how to feel it's okay to sit for a second and that's where it's slow to speak and quick to listen is how do I sit here and hear what this person is telling me without taking it straight to being personal. Can I just hear what they say without it hurting me to the point of, uh oh, now they're telling me there's something I've done wrong. Because feelings aren't, and it's a hard lesson and I just, I just pray that people feel in their heart, not necessarily listen in their head. You know, feelings are not always true, but they are always real. Just because someone tells you, you hurt my feelings by doing this, doesn't mean that you meant to do it that way. Doesn't mean that your intention was to hurt their feelings, but it's okay to listen and try not to act defensively, because the defense usually is, wait a minute, they're telling me I've done something wrong, or there's something that I've messed up on, and so now what do I do with that?
2: That's true. And I just want to, again, remind folks that we are a call-in, and if anybody is interested in joining in the conversation or if they have any questions, they could call us at 210-340-9585.
0: Or toll-free at 877-630-5757.
2: And I was just wanting to kind of explain a little bit of why we're looking at this right now is because... You know, with the holidays, um, I think people just become. You know, there's a lot of heart in the holidays. A lot of, you know, closeness, and 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 you see families. You see things on the on the movies, and that just kind of show that whole family thing. And I think it's important. I think the Bible emphasizes a lot of importance in family, and so I think we we kind of are going in this direction because if you are not connected with what your feelings are sometimes your feelings or pent up feelings that you don't know what they are may keep you from they may keep you isolated right or keep you away from your family or avoiding and so some it really is important to look at those
0: sure and i think it's important also as well as the holidays to be able to look at emotion and say, you know what, do I really want open lines of communication with my family members? Do I want open lines of communication with my kids? And and if I don't or if they seem to shut down, perhaps it's because I'm not doing a great job at allowing them to be heard. And so that's something that gets wrapped into emotion sometimes. I think we have a caller. We have Jake. Hi, Jake. You're on the air. This is Lee and the Shay. Hi, how are y'all? Good, how are you good. doing? Doing good. How can I um work?
3: I think... I, I just wanted to mention something about family and, and some different things that my wife and I have been talking about these last few weeks um, that I've been leading up to Thanksgiving and the holidays. Uh, it's just expectations. And I think as Christians, um, going into situations where we're going to be in a room filled with people who might not all know about um, the humility and the character of jesus um, i think that having a, a solid set of expectations a realistic set of expectations for those people is a really important way to keep things healthy for you and your family through the holidays um what would what, you have anything to say about that
0: that's an excellent point jake uh expectations uh can really get in the way at the holidays and you're absolutely right. If you have a fairly decent grounding in Christ and you understand that, uh, I can, I can have a peace about me this holiday in spite of my expectations. Uh, but I appreciate you talking about expectations. How have you all worked out the expectations that you all have?
3: Well, it's tough because with our family, everyone is believers. And so we, we go into it with kind of everybody around the table thinking, you know, hey, we're gonna, we're we're okay, we're fine, everyone's good to go. Uh, you know, we're gonna be kind to one another and and share in the joy. But, um, you know, people's feelings get hurt, and we kind of wonder, you know, well, I wasn't expecting that. So, we just kind of go in with the basic expectation that we're all, um, kind of living in a fallen world, and even those people that we love and that are in our family that are believers, you know, it's. It's kind of like, you know, you give them grace and forgiveness and you move forward and, and maybe, you know, maybe you just let it go right there and you don't let it go any further so that the day isn't, isn't totally lost.
0: Absolutely. And that's a great thing. That's kind of uh, what we brought this up tonight for is what do you think your family has open lines of communication where if somebody really got their feelings hurt that they'd be able to come and talk to one of you or to talk to others in the family and say, I feel hurt by this and work it through?
3: yeah I think most of our family feels that way. I think we also deal with a few family members that um, they they work in a in a passive aggressive uh, format absolutely and so there I mean and you can tell that they're genuinely trying to be as nice as they can be and and not make a big deal about certain things, but then it gets pushed out in other ways, uh, and that being those passive aggressive forms and so um my wife and I've just tried to be more aware of those little passive aggressive comments those little passive aggressive things that are said in passing and uh, and just say hey you know what like you know and, and, and we're saying this to ourselves in our head but you know hey that person didn't mean that we know that so we're just gonna move on and just and just kind of let that go but at the same time I think it is important that we realize like if a family member does need to hear something that you make sure you go to them and love.
0: Absolutely. And that's really, that's a great way to put it. And that's really kind of what we're here talking about tonight is it would be our hope. And, and guess what? Our family, you know, sometimes we don't, we don't handle talking about emotions <laughs> very well either, but even Christian families sometimes need to be able to sit down and say, Hey, you know, this happened and, and Aunt Susie got upset or Uncle Joe got his feelings hurt. And so we just want to put it out there that this wasn't intentional. And we're sorry it happened that way, but we want to make sure that you're doing okay with it. Yeah. Well, I sure appreciate your call, and, and I think I think you're absolutely right. Someone told me one time, Jake, that the the fewer expectations you have, the more peace you have. But I haven't learned how to get rid of any expectations at this point.
3: Right. So we just do the best we can, right?
0: That's right. Well, you and your wife have a great holiday and a great Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, and thanks so much for calling in. All right. Thank you. Thanks for your insight
2: well and that's an interesting thing um, thanks for calling jake um you know it's not necessarily that emotions and feelings are bad they're not bad at all it's it's like i was saying right before the call it's what happens with those emotions and feelings does it begin tearing apart the family you know do you do you kind of avoid it and It starts building a wall where people, you know, they don't want to get together quite as often or they start finding excuses to not really get together. And I think it just should be encouraged, and I think it's great that that it sounds like in in Jake's family that they're able to, uh, there's like an open door to be able to talk about those things.
0: Well, and it, it is, I think it's realistic to say feelings are hard. I think what we're talking about tonight is, like you said, not allowing them to get to the point where Aunt Susie just stops coming or somebody just doesn't show up anymore. And it's it's trying to have an open line of communication enough, because I, I promise you folks, even good Christian families have feelings. Uh, people get their feelings hurt, people get offended, as long as we're on this earth and in this broken world. Uh, feelings are gonna get mixed in with not, not always truth and, and sometimes lies from the enemy. And so what we wanna make sure that we kinda throw out there is the option to be able to say, okay, can we sit down and talk about this? And is it okay in our family to talk? Or does one person just always make the rules? Or does, uh, the patriarch or the matriarch of the family always make the decision? And is it okay for us to talk about that and have some open dialogue, without getting your feelings hurt, and with being able to say, "I'm glad we talked about this." So let's go on to the next uh, kind of the next topic here. I think sometimes families avoid certain topics, and and sometimes avoiding topics can make for pretty uncomfortable situations.
2: So what would be some topics that you think are avoided?
0: Well, I think brokenness in families are sometimes avoided. Uh, maybe uh, a relative drinks a little too much at the holiday season. Mm. Or as uh, Jake said earlier, sometimes there's some passive-aggressive activity going on where uh, somebody tries to deal with their emotions, but they're still a little bit hurt or they're still a little bit irritated. And so they just, uh, they make maybe sarcastic cut downs or they criticize openly. Right. And sometimes those things are very hard to talk about when, uh, people are all together. And sometimes what happens is, is everybody goes home and just says, wow, I can't, I'm glad we don't have to see them again for another year
2: well and i because i mean i just hear kind of what happens is that these things these things are going on people don't want to talk about this they don't want to talk about uncle joe or you know or the certain topics that don't want to be talked about because we don't want to start arguing we don't want to ruin the moment the the great family moment and so you know, how do you maintain, maintain that great family atmosphere? Because family should be all about love, and love should be an openness to be able to talk. And so I think that's kind of what we're looking at.
0: Well, I do believe if we keep the spirit of Christ in around the holidays – then sometimes it does take just a matter of backing down and saying, you know what, I don't have to have it my way. Or, yes, my feelings are hurt, but I know that person, or I know my daughter, my son, my aunt, you know, I don't think they meant to hurt me, and so I'm willing to just put that away. And, Lord, help me to just keep loving. I think that's a great thing. I think what we're talking about is if it seems to get to the place where you can't stop, you can't deal with what's really happening. There's too much frustration or there's sadness there that you you may have to pull aside and say, hey, can we talk real quick or can I share something with you real quick? Sure. You know, that sort of thing. I don't think you shut down the whole Christmas or you you know, throw a turkey leg across the table or you, you know, burst into tears and go running out of the room. I do believe God feels and I think we can't help but feel. But I think we are to have a love in us that helps love even when others don't treat us well. And so when when they don't treat us well, we're not to allow our feelings to spew all over Everybody else. So I think what you sometimes have to do is either put it away and just pray about it and say, I I can't deal with this right now. But I hope at some point you can go to that person, even if it's after Christmas, and say, you know what, can we sit down and talk about this? Because I love you and I don't want it to get in the way because you mean that much to me. Join us when we come back. We'll keep talking about feelings. Trying to forget
3: my
4: feelings of love.
0: Welcome back. You're joining Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. I'm Lee, and uh, I'm still here with my beautiful wife, Shay. And We just want to remind you we're a call-in show. You're welcome to call in with your comments or questions about feelings. Uh, our local number is 210-340-9585, or you can call toll-free at 877-630-5757. You know, feelings, as I said at the start of the show, is feelings, you can have a love-hate relationship with feelings because uh I have to say, honestly, sometimes I don't like feelings. Sometimes I don't like to feel. Sometimes I don't like other people to feel because it's better to just, in my opinion, you know, in my upbringing, it was a lot of just don't feel. And so just put on your smile and put on your happy face and act like everything's great. And it does tend to have uh, create peace, and that's a good thing. But you have to be careful if it's a counterfeit peace, because counterfeit peace means that you may be putting on a happy face, but beneath the surface you're bitter or you're resentful or you're holding anger, and you just kind of have to grin and bear it. We do a lot of work with folks in counseling. Uh, you can visit our website at www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. We work with folks in counseling and healing, and and it was it's amazing to me as we get closer to the holidays how many folks talk about just the struggles with the holiday, or the struggles with uh, not really wanting to see family or be around certain family members, and that's kind of what we're talking about is just how do you keep open lines of communication so that you can actually feel good about the people you're around. And you may never be able to change everybody. And so those are the people that you say, okay, Lord, thank you for giving me peace and patience and grace to love these folks through the holidays. But sometimes what we think is important is to try to establish really good, open communication about it's okay to tell me what you feel. I won't snap at you. I won't get angry I think it's important to really look at what was I taught about feelings as a child.
2: Well, and I wanted to share a verse that kind of fits right in with what I was, what I was going to share. It's from Colossians 3.21 and it says, Fathers, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. There's another one too that I wanted to share. It's Ephesians 6. Four, it's basically almost the same thing. Fathers do not exasperate your children. Instead bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. So I mean two things here. It's saying, you know, that that, you know, you instruct according to the Lord and what how the Lord would have you to respond to people and to your emotions and to your feelings. And it also says don't embitter your children because you don't want them to get discouraged. I mean, with discouragement, that's, that's a feeling in itself.
0: Absolutely. And so
2: God right there is talking about, you know, if you, if you embitter your children, that they may become discouraged.
0: Absolutely. And you know, I want to say real quick about embitter. Embitter means to create bitter bitterness It's its to create bitterness. And so sometimes we have to remember that there is a bitterness that's created. You know, sometimes we just tell our kids, don't be bitter, or we tell someone, don't stop being bitter. Amen. But sometimes you can't just stop being bitter. Sometimes it's created, because if you don't address pain, it can turn to bitterness. Right. And so I love that that verse. It says, do not embitter your children, or they will become discouraged. And and I think good communication leads to helping, help to soothe and to ease bitterness. Because the more you talk, the more you can communicate. You know, I always like to had a parent tell me one time, I just don't understand why my child can't come and talk to me. But then as I was speaking to the child, it was like every time I talk to him, he gets angry at me. And so that teaches a kid at some point, just don't talk anymore. Yeah. I think we have a caller. We have Harold. Hello, Harold. This is Lee. You're welcome to join us. Have you have a comment or a question?
4: Yes, I have a, a a few comments. Um, Lee and, and your wife. Yeah. Your last caller brought up some, uh, thoughts for me, you know, helped me out a little bit. Uh, you know, we went to my, my sister's house for Thanksgiving. We had it on Wednesday night this time, but talking about, you know, the everybody being a certain religion and, uh, you know, I converted to Judaism, and then we got my nephew that's Catholic. And then we got my other sister that's Christian, that's hagi and Barbara. And they're all Christians in their own way. To me, it's, it's all the same. But you know, anyway, we we had a real nice time. But getting back to the feelings of uh, being able to talk to each other in my family, what happens is, you know, we're almost all sixty now, so. We treat each other like little kids still. I still see my twin sisters as not being that old, and they probably don't see themselves that old either. But, you know, the first thing that happened is, don't tell Barbara this, Betty would say, or don't tell uh, Betty. And, and my mother would say, well, you can't tell the girls yet. And so what's going on, after a few years of this, especially these last few years since my dad died in 2011, everybody's trying to spare everybody all this little hurt. Well, the thing of it is, is that finally my mother would call and say, you know, Barbara knows everything that you said, and Betty knows, and everybody's feelings are hurt, and it's going all the way around, not just me. And the thing of it, I had to literally call, well, there's not too many of them now, but I would call them up, and I said, Betty, listen to me. Whatever I talk about you with Barbara or Mama, I don't mind if you know. I'm not going to say something that I'm absolutely trying to hurt you with. hung up and called Barbara, my sister, and I said, Barbara, I understand I'm saying all these things. And by the time it gets turned around, because when somebody hears something, they don't normally say it back word for word. Human nature, they come up with their own way of what you think you meant. And, Barbara, I would never say anything to make you feel bad you know anything i tell barbara or mama or donnie or, or whoever it's well he passed away but it would not i'm not hiding anything so that's our little uh, thing with the campbell family it's just everybody's trying to spare everybody from being hurt and you know and i'll tease my sisters to death you know betty made the dressing barbara made the mashed potatoes and and he said, Well, how's the dressing? And I said, Oh, they're delicious next to uh barber's mashed potatoes and
0: <laughs> Yeah.
4: And, and what them, you know.
0: Yeah, and what's crazy, Harold, is that every family has a dynamic, right? And so
4: that's the word.
0: The uh the interesting thing I think is uh is to be careful at least in, in, in our belief is to to try not to talk about Family members, unless you're willing to let them hear what you're going to say, which is what you're saying to everybody is that you're, you're saying, I, 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 will go to you and I will also share with you what I've, what I've said. And I think great communication means we don't want to share with other family members and go behind people's backs. So you're right. It's important to have that honest communication if you really are hurt by something someone did or you feel offended. So that's, uh, that helps that dynamic, not you get too out of control.
4: Yes, and you know, if I say one more thing before you, uh, accept another caller is, is that, you know, when I first converted to Judaism back in 2006, it was hell on the family for some reason. It just drove them nuts. And they just thought I was lost and I'm, you know, he, you know, what's the matter with him and, and a whole lot of Jesus pumping and, you know, I was raised a Baptist until I was about 50 and I really enjoyed it. But, uh, something did happen and it took them a while. I had to respect Christianity. I had to show as a Jewish converted person to respect Christianity, to respect the Catholic faith, to respect these religions before I got it back because I, I was wrong you know I I went at it the wrong way and once I've done that over the years, Like, well, you know, Harold doesn't mean any harm. You know, he's got his religion and we got ours and he's still my brother. And, you know, I'm sure the Christian folks that I know will say he's going to wake up sooner or later and that's their hope. My hope is I've, I've, I've woken up already.
0: Well, the one good thing is, is that the thing we've come to is that. I can't and you can't change someone else. We can only look at ourselves, and so we can't. You may never change their opinion, and they may not change yours, but great feeling and great communication allows for open communication about it. And, and right. maybe and someday they'll sit down with you and just say, hey, Harold, tell us a little bit about why you converted, not just being scared of it. So,
4: Right, and that's that's another thing about Judaism is that we're not trying to convert anyone into Judaism. And I think there would be a little bit more peace, but I know that's the theology of Christianity, because I'm telling you, I was born and raised with it, is to just, I don't mean pester, but and our audience doesn't get offended by it. But when my boy was born, we, I mean, we were 40 almost when I had our first child. He's 20 now. Well, you, and you know what, Harold,
0: I, and I i don't want to get into that into, to that particular topic tonight, because we're still on feelings. Maybe someday we'll have a conversation about Judaism versus Christianity, but I sure appreciate it. I didn't mean to
4: turn it into that.
0: But no, 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 you're doing great. I just want to be able to finish up our topic for tonight, but we'll definitely uh, have you call in the next time when we have a topic about different denomination.
4: Well, that's a good idea.
0: Thanks so much for your call.
4: Thanks for calling. All right,
0: bye-bye. Well, I, I wanted to go ahead and talk a little bit more because we're running short on time. I wanted to talk a little bit about what we ended with before the call, and we thank Harold for calling in. Um, it's, it's this word embitter, uh, I think, I think it's important for families to to really have an open understanding about allowing their kids to share and allowing their kids to communicate because, you know, as, as Harold brought up and as Jake has brought up, you know, communication is going to happen in families no matter what. And what you don't want is you don't want communication going on behind everybody else's back. You know, it's like, well, I talked to mom about this, but I can't tell this person because they might get upset. Or I can talk to my dad and I tell him this, but I, I don't want him to tell so-and-so because they might get upset. What that causes is a dangerous web of communication. That's that's It's a lot like gossip, and the Bible warns us against gossip. Because you don't want to share things behind someone else's back if it's about them personally. And so you have to be very careful about that. So good communication is is allowing your children and and even parents demonstrating that it's okay for me to feel. Uh, the Bible says, "Be angry, but don't sin." So it's okay to be angry. Or it's okay to be hurt by something. Uh, I think what's interesting is a is a, an example of of what happens in some families, which is a kid is upset and he comes home or she comes home from school, and she says, I'm very upset because so-and-so didn't pick me for their team," And the parent, you know, wants to try to help, but their immediate way of helping is, oh, honey, it'll be better next time, so it'll just go ahead and let's go get a, some ice cream, you know. And so what that does is, is that tells that kid, okay, uh, I'm not allowed to really talk about it. Mom doesn't really want to hear me. She wants me to just be happy. And so we're going to go get some ice cream. And I, and so you may be wondering, why am I bringing that up? Well, it's important because in feelings and in sharing feelings, when a kid starts to learn, or even when family members, you know, start to learn that, that you don't really want to hear my feelings or you don't really want to hear what I have to say, then what you end up having is a family that's shut down, that refuses to talk, that refuses to share. And then the pipeline kind of gets clogged up. Right. So I think it's important when you begin looking at communication of feelings is to look at how do we communicate in a family and what have I been taught. You know, let's talk a little bit about what teaching goes on with with feelings and how parents sometimes relate to their children that it's not okay to feel.
2: Well, I think that, um, I mean, I guess for my own, my own growing up, it was that you really, you know, you were just supposed to not cry. You, you know, it was really a negative thing to cry or to show emotion. Um, and certainly you couldn't get angry because that's a negative emotion. So pretty much you just had to kind of just go along with everything and make sure that everything seemed like it was all right.
0: Well, and don't you think that that causes that word exasperation in a child? Sure, sure. And I think that's important because I've seen so many times this cycle of Of a parent who accidentally, I'm not saying it's on purpose, but a parent who accidentally teaches their child it's not okay to feel because they react. A child gets angry. I don't want to do that. You're going to do what I say. No. And then they get a spanking or they get yelled at. And then before they know it, they don't really get to share why they didn't want to do that thing. It's just kids are to be seen and not heard. Kids are to to listen and obey. But you have to be careful, because yes, you want, we want you to train and teach children to listen and obey. But sometimes it's important to say, okay, you seem like you're getting upset. Tell me why you don't want to do that. Well, I had plans to go with my friends. Okay, let's talk about that. Sometimes I think we cause bitterness as parents, or we cause exasperation, because we don't share Or we don't ask a child why. Talk to me about why you're getting upset. Talk to me why you're angry. Tell me why you're angry.
2: Well, because honestly, your response as a parent or your response as a spouse or a sibling, uh, any of those things, any family member, any relationship even, you know, should be done by the example of love. I mean, that's what it kind of goes back to the verse in Ephesians. It says, you know, that you you instead do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and in the instruction of the Lord. makes me think about the whole chapter of 1 Corinthians 13, you know, the love chapter. Absolutely. You know, and can I read that real quick? Go for it. I'm not going to read the whole chapter, but I'm going to read the the part where it kind of gives instruction. God gives us instruction about the way we should love. And it says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. That's a, that's an incredible one there. It keeps no record of wrongs.
0: That kind of does away with the whole saying that we've heard before from folks. I may forgive you, but I'll never forget.
2: Exactly. I mean, you know, and I understand, you know, that, that you, you remember things in your heart, you know, but it's, it's has that part of your heart become hardened, you know, that you're not willing to give to that person again. So you say you've forgiven. So anyway, it says it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always protects. It always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. I mean, that is the instruction of the Lord that I believe we're supposed to give to just relationships and people um i mean it's it's hard to do that especially if you've been hurt how how do you hurt you know like if i get my feelings hurt it's very hard to love well you know and to love unconditionally and not keep record of wrongs and to not be self-seeking you know So I think it's important to just be able to express yourself to others. And like I said before, it's not really the emotions that are, it's not the emotions that are bad. It's not the feelings that are bad because God created us as, as emotions, feelings. He created our feelings. It's what we do with them. You know, another thing I was thinking about is that, you know, it's, it's also where we look for, where we look with our feelings. You know, do we look to others to somehow make us feel better? Do we look to others to help us with our hurts and our woundedness? Yes, we do just by sharing them, but the, important thing to remember is that nobody can really help us with our woundedness or our brokenness. Only God can do that.
0: Absolutely. And and certainly a good friend or good counselor can help walk through your emotions with you. But hopefully they're turning you back to the Lord each time because he is the only healer of our emotions. You know, something came to mind as you were saying, you know what do we do with our emotions and i was thinking about a person who is easily angered or holds grudges easily and that that reminds me of perhaps a child who's become embittered or exasperated and so now they're easily uh... angered easily they're quick to anger or they're they're they go to a grudge easily Mm -hmm. you know and sometimes if we could really, you know, because God does call us to a high standard. And please, listeners, I'm telling you, we have not attained this standard. But it is something we strive for is is remembering that even around the holidays, love is patient. And so, you know, anytime you get three or four, even two people in a room together, you might have some hurt feelings. Anytime you get, you know, a whole family together of 10 or 12, You're definitely going to have hurt feelings throughout the weekend. But to remember that love is patient. So I I may get hurt, but I'm going to take that to patience. I'm going to say, you know what, I'm going to be patient with that person for today. Because I don't know that they meant to hurt me, and so I'm going to love them still. Or love love is kind. And Just let me say this real quick. Love is kind. I'm going to be kind to that person today. In spite of what they've done to hurt me.
2: Well, and I was just going to say that also sometimes it's just praying that God would help you to see, see your, this other person, whoever the person is, to see them through his eyes.
0: Absolutely. And, and to, to be, to just see Christ in them or to help them to see Christ in you actually is the better term. Is how do you help other people see Christ in you through the holidays?
3: True.
0: Because you know He was very patient. <laughs> I mean, He He still is very patient with us. I've never once had Him get embittered or exasperated by me. He uh, He may get frustrated sometimes at what I do, but He is His emotions are always real, but yet steady. And so I I just want to say a quick. Uh, apology for anyone who I've heard out there because you know what I know around the holidays and I even in not around the holidays feelings get mixed up and so sometimes I'm just going to say I I think it's important for all of us to look at the people that we might have accidentally offended or hurt because of our own emotions because as I'm reading this as you brought up this uh, the love chapter I'm thinking you know love does not dishonor others You know, and so someone may not have your beliefs or they may not do it exactly the way you want to do it. But how do you honor them in spite of? How do you keep coming back to that? It keeps no record of wrongs. You know what? I'm not going to grandma's house this year for Christmas because last Christmas I didn't get what I wanted or I didn't, you know, Aunt Susie brought this horrible pumpkin pie or, you know, those records of wrongs are just hurtful. And if you stack those on top of each other, you do become a very angry and bitter person. So I just want to pray for that particular thing right now. Father, I'm just going to pray for those people who've become bitter and angry because of their hurts over over just emotion. And Father, I thank you that emotion is absolutely real and there's nothing wrong with feeling. But it's accepting that sometimes those feelings may take us to not-so-great places. And how do I love in spite of my feelings? How do I not delight in evil but rejoice with the truth? How do I protect and trust and hope and persevere? And so, Jesus, I just thank you for showing us over and over how to do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Once again, you've been listening to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We'll be on next Sunday at 8 o'clock. You can join us again then. You can visit us online at www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. If you have any questions, you can email us at info at shadowofhiswingsministry.com as well. We look forward to next week where we will meet again. God bless you.
2: God bless you. Feelings of love is done its part. Now let him reign in my life in my heart. love is done its part. Now let him reign in my life and my heart. Your love is done its part. Now let him reign in my life in my heart. Your love is done its part. Now let
0: him reign.
1: Thank you for listening to Healing Hidden Wounds, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We hope through the words spoken here, you found Christ's hope, healing, and restoration. Shadow of His Wings is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, and this radio show is listener-supported. Please go to www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate if you'd like to support the work we do.